Good evening and welcome to Health Beat. Tonight we are going to discuss blue zones in the Lehigh Valley. Before we dig in, I'd first like to welcome our co-host, Edward Meehan, the Executive Director of the Leonard Parker Pool Institute for Health. Hi, Edward. Good evening, Greg. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, especially with our special guest, Dan Butner Jr. Dan, welcome. Good morning. Pleasure to be here. Mr. Butner is the son of Blue Zones author and founder Dan Butner and the Blue Zones national spokesperson and director of solutions for Blue Zones projects and Blue Zones brands. On every episode of Health Beat, the underlying theme is that health happens where people live. On June 1st, the Lehigh Valley Health Network, in conjunction with the city of Allentown, announced a new partnership with Blue Zones Activate Allentown. This initiative uses an evidence-based approach to make healthy choices easier in places where people spend the most time. The effort begins with an in-depth assessment of the Allentown area that will help determine how to make it a healthier place to live, work, and thrive. The Blue Zones work is based on research and principles developed by National Geographic Fellow and New York Times bestselling author Dan Butner Sr., who identified the cultures of the world, or Blue Zones, with the healthiest, longest living populations. Dan, once again, welcome, and could you touch on how the beginning of Blue Zones happened and how this approach started? Absolutely, Greg. Well, I got to say right out of the gates that... um, your tagline, where health happens, uh, couldn't be more blue zone because that's kind of the secret sauce of all the blue zones is none of them pursued health. It just happened. It happened to them. It's a best practice really from our species that survived generations. Uh, and so the original mission in, in the early 2000s was on the theory that there was still best practice around the world for longevity. For living a really long time. And uh, when the original expedition set out, they put together a team that included National Geographic members from the National Institutes of Health in DC, demographers, MDs, epidemiologists, Dan Sr., who's the founder of Blue Zones. And they spent 18 months circumnavigating the planet to seek that very thing out. Very interesting. Now, our co-host, Edward, has pretty much devoted his life to uh, more healthier outcomes. Ed, this is probably a rather interesting association for you. Absolutely, Greg. And uh, I have to say, Dan, oh my goodness, I can't remember when the book was initially published. It's easy, 15, 20 years perhaps, but uh, so much conversation about uh, and enthusiasm about blue zones over the years about why couldn't we try something like that? Why why couldn't we think about that in a way that would be helpful? And I'm just uh, so thrilled that that Dan and his team have been in Allentown. I'm really happy that Lehigh Valley Health Network has taken the lead with it, along with the city of Allentown. And particularly a shout out to my colleague, Mary Terrell, for her enthusiasm and leadership in making it happen. So you know, much of what we do is is place-based, locality-based, focused on uh, broader influences that impact health beyond healthcare. And I think Blue Zones is going to help us take that to the next level. Dan, what are some of the habits using a science-backed uh, blueprint that you've used in the past? Well, let me back up and, I, and I'll tell you some of the findings of the original expedition. Sure. So they circumnavigated the planet 18 months. They kind of thought that they were going to, you know, come back with like a you know, a super gene, a super genetic, or they thought they might find like an herb 
uh, some silver bullet that explained longevity and health. And they didn't find that. Instead, what they found were communities, communities where, like HealthBeat says, health happens. But not just kind of happening, but happening at such a rate, at such a profile that it's really an anomaly uh, across the planet. Places where people are reaching age 100 at 10 times the rate that we are in the United States. And predictably, you don't live long unless you're also living good. And so predictably, they have a fraction of the disease prevalence that, that we have in the United States and in much of the Western world. When we talk about disease, it's I know it's the same way as the Leonard Parker Pool Institute for Health and HealthBeat and Lehigh Valley Health Network talk about health, talking about brain health, mental health, resilience, depression, isolation, dementia, talk about metabolical health, diabetes, heart disease, pulmonary distress, uh, obesity, and physical health, hip fractures, mm -hmm. and the like. The kicker, and this, this ties to your question, what, what are the, the principles, what are the habits that are evidence-based? The kicker, after studying these populations, interviewing and embedding ourselves with, with over 300 centenarians, 100-year-olds, is that not a single one of these individuals in these communities pursued health, pursued longevity, pursued resiliency, pursued purpose, pursued connection. For all of them, it happened. It ensued as a byproduct of where they live and who they hang out with. That's kind of the most unvarnished explanation, where they live and who they hang out with. And so taking inventory of those cultural rituals, those built environments, those humanistic traits like loved ones first and the right tribe or the right group of friends, uh, we distilled those commonalities from environment to ritual to individual down to nine from all five blue zones. And we call them the power nine. And they really drive a lot of our transformation because they're things that everybody can do no matter where they are in their life and no matter what conditions they exist in, the power nine empower people to make the healthy choice the easy choice. So our entire evidence-based model, which I know we're going to talk a little bit more about, is about empowering people and, and where that falls short, taking inventory of their environments to make the healthy choice the easy choice. Because anybody that's ever studied anthropology knows that anthropology 101 is that uh, personal choices and habits and culture are directly uh, born out of our environment. So, Ed, it sounds like what you've been trying to do for a long time here in Allentown, there's a lot of communities out there that are kind of doing this intuitively, if you will, right? Uh, intuitively and for decades, for centuries, very ingrained in the cultures, if I understand it correctly, Dan, that... Uh, the habits of the folks in these communities that that have such longevity are just part of their everyday lives. Strong kinship networks, uh, work that that is uh, vigorous, very much uh, often plant-based diets, things of that sort. So I think that those we can we can learn from those communities. But I think we also have the capacity within our communities in the Lehigh Valley and in Allentown to think about how can we help uh, enable and encourage those kind of healthier choices just by making some changes. Uh, 
in the overall options that people have. Dan, do you think this is more mental, physical, or, you know, a lot of times here we think about longevity as are we eating correctly, but I'm getting the sense that there's a lot more to this and what you're finding. I personally believe that the research of Blue Zones over the last 30 years tells us that what we're doing is part of solving the puzzle. And what we're doing is we're giving people access to experts and we're giving them education and we're giving them tools and resources and programming and the science it is advancing and the intervention models are advancing and the dialogue is advancing and that's all necessary and i would never undercut that but what we've learned in the blue zones is all of the aforementioned ultimately are meant to empower individuals. And then when they when they you know go back into their lives, go back into the condition that they live in and the environment, that you know, we're we're basically relying on them to make the healthy choices in their life. And what we've learned through our research is that individual discipline is a muscle and muscles fatigue. You can be sure of that. So unless you're like Tom Brady and you got a private vegan chef cooking for you every day. For the other 99% of Americans, that's not an option. What the people in the blue zones have is not stronger willpower than we do. Actually, a lot of them might be considered much lazier than the people of the Lehigh Valley. But what they have is they live in these environments where the healthy choice is the easy choice and often the only choice. They got to walk to church and walking is going to be impossible not to bump in to a few friends who are going to accost you and check in on you and tell you a joke. And the the food that you have, the healthy food that you have is accessible. So these environments support healthy habits. And what, what Blue Zones firmly believes is you got to have both. You got to have uh, a strategy around engaging people, inspiring people, reaching people, which is a journey that Allentown has been on for a long time and in many regards and metrics is is ahead of the game from communities we see across the country. But then they're also on this journey as we're finding in this assessment of looking at policy and place and schools and employers. And we love that because that's that's firmly where we believe you're going to see at scale population wide measurable effect. I love the idea that being healthier is muscle fatigue. I think I broke down last night when about nine o'clock, I felt like I really needed something sweet and I ran across the street and grabbed a piece of chocolate cake. And you've just helped me identify what's occurred with me because I really tried to, to watch it. Um, but I get it. I mean, it, it, it's tar- hard to resist. What are some of the nine habits that you do talk about in looking at Blue Zones? The first one, and these aren't in order, they all conspire together. The first one is move naturally. None of these places, you know, had gyms. They are people who lived in deconvenienced homes or they lived in environments where you have to walk. And by deconvenienced homes, I mean they mowed their own lawn, they shoveled their own snow, they made their own food, things that burn calories a little bit every single day, all day long, move for about 20 minutes every hour. Then there's downshift and purpose. So these people, believe it or not, three of the five blue zones are places that are at or below the poverty line. They're at or below the poverty line. They did not have easy lives living on some beach, drinking fruity drinks. They worry about money. They worry about their kids, but they have rituals to downshift. Downshift is one of the the power nine. Reverse 
the damaging inflammation associated with stress. For some, it was a happy hour. For others, it was ancestor veneration. In the case of the Okinawans, uh, they all had a way to downshift purpose. We know that people with purpose live for four to 14 years longer than people who don't. That sits on a dietary uh, bedrock of plant slant. So we're not vegans, but we do acknowledge that the five longest lived cultures on the planet uh, are 80 to 90% plant-based. Nuts, beans, legumes are some of the power food that we talk about at Blue Zones. On our website, you can see a bunch of free recipes, bluezones.com. A wine at five or friends at five was predominant. And, and by wine at five, we need one or two glasses of red wine over a healthy meal with friends. You can't save up and have 14 glasses on Friday night. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. And then the true foundation is connection. Right tribe, loved ones first, uh, the right rituals, those idea of connections. We know from the Robert Woods Johnson Foundation that habits are as contagious as a cold. So your three best friends have a 156% contagion factor on you when it comes to their habits. So maybe don't dump your unhealthy friends, but augment uh, with more people like Ed Meehan. Got it. Greg, I, I, this is not immediately Blue Zone related, but I think on the show I've talked previously about my sister-in-law, uh, a native New Yorker who was a heavy smoker and uh, moved to San Francisco and quit smoking. And uh, when we talked about that, I was very happy for her. But when we talked about that, she said, well, all my friends in New York smoked. My new friends in San Francisco do not. So I just quit. And the power of her association and her affinity and affiliation with new friends who weren't smokers was more powerful than the nicotine. So uh, just just a little anecdote yeah, and, relative to, you know, the power of community and the power of social networks to support people's decisions. Right. The environment in which we live or that we choose can help us out a lot, it sounds like. Ed, how do we bring Blue Zones to the Lehigh Valley? Well, I, I think we've taken the first step with the readiness assessment. And I think Dan can speak more to that uh, with the visit that he and his team had and uh, a report that they will be providing Dan, I think we need to ask you to kind of talk a little bit about what, what those preparatory steps are and how is your assessment going? In fact, I would ask uh, on top of that, based on your visit, you know, what opportunities or assets did you find that, you could, that really resonate with uh, going forward on the Blue Zones? Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy that you invited uh, me to join you today and talk a little bit about the journey that uh, we've been invited to participate in in Allentown by Lehigh Valley Health Network. You said Mary Trinnell and Dr. Brian Nestor and Dr. Murphy, as well as Mayor Turk of, of Allentown, and actually over 300 other people participated in this assessment. And we're excited about it. But before I get into Allentown and some of the some of the specifics, I should back up for the listeners and just make a little bridge from the origin story, the original research of studying these world's longest lived populations to what Blue Zones, uh, the company does today, 20 years later. We, we've been privileged to partner with people with a long history and experience in transforming communities and working with policy and place and people of all demographics and all backgrounds in America, that in 2010, we operationalized the model. We operationalized the research and the science into a model that we call life radius model. 
and we've been talking about life radius model for the last 20 minutes on this on this interview. It's really acknowledging that individual discipline is a muscle and that if you want to create real sustainable impact, take the onus of health off the individual and put it on their life radius. And we define life radius as about a 15 to 20 mile uh, radius of where you live, where most people on this planet will spend 90% of their moments on this earth in that life radius. So if you can take inventory, take in the landscape and a view of the landscape of that person's architecture of choices that they are going to engage in when they wake up, when they go into their kitchen, when they walk out their front door, when they take transportation to the grocery store, when they're in the checkout lane at the grocery store, when they go to work, et cetera, you can start to look at nudges instead of silver bullet, silver buckshot of nudges to make the healthy choice, the easy choice. And the epidemiological model here is that a healthy choice architecture leads to better behaviors, which aggregate into a lifestyle, which now you're getting into risk factors for disease and even medical costs. So that was 2010. Ten years later, we're in 70 plus American cities. Very honored to uh, be invited in and be part of the journey that uh, many American uh, communities are on. And at the end of last year, we were able to connect with Lehigh Valley Health Network. And it turns out that under the leadership there, Dr. Brian Nestor and others in in the Leonard Parker Poole uh, Institute for Health, uh, has already been on this journey of looking at population health. Uh, they have an amazing asset, Populytics, an amazing asset through the legacy of Leonard Parker Poole. And that's what we look for at Blue Zones. That's the very first thing we look for at Blue Zones is, are there partners here who are already committed to looking at transformational change, not just continuing you know, traditional public health initiatives, which by and large have had short-term wins, but long-term failures. And I say that in regards to lifestyle health, as, as we know what's going on with the trajectory of obesity, for example, in America. And our model is a train-the-trainer model. It's a almost like a franchise model. At the end of the day, one of our secret weapons is we don't do the work. We don't blue zone Allentown. Allentown blue zones itself, or is already in the process of blue zoning itself, So when we look at asset mapping, we're looking at Lehigh Valley Health Network. We're looking at Leonard Parker Poole Institute for Health. We're looking at the mayor, Mayor Turk, which is an incredible asset. We're looking at the school superintendent. How many people show up to listen and learn and endorse a well-being strategy? Like I said, over 300 people have already engaged in this conversation around Blue Zones in, in Allentown. And for us, that's huge because our brand lives and dies on the success of our partners. So those are some of the things that attracted us to the community. Our first step is an assessment, which we're right in the middle of with Allentown. And that's really a twofold process. One, uh, is this a good fit for Allentown? Are we a good fit for you? And vice versa. The second prong is what's already working? What's the SWOT analysis? What are the strengths and weaknesses of Allentown and the Valley around well-being and health and purpose and resiliency uh, and competency for change? Uh, And then where can Blue Zones bridge gaps, add jet fuel, add design, add expertise and add third-party measurement, which which we use Gallup Wellbeing Index as as one of our third-party audits for predicting change. 
And uh, we will return to the community probably in September with a full 200 page report with data and qualitative findings, insights, as well as a recommended blueprint. Here's how we recommend doing it. Here's where we would start our life radius model. And here's what we think the projected impact would be. And then uh, it will be for the community to decide, do we want to take this plunge and become the 81st uh, Blue Zone project in America? And incidentally, the first uh, in the North Atlantic. But from from personally what I've been involved in, uh, I think there's going to be an incredible story in Allentown here over the next five years with or without Blue Zones. Ed, how will the uh, Parker Pool Institute work to institute some of the recommendations from Dan's research? Well, I think first we'll see what the recommendations are, but I think uh, as as Dan has described it from a broad scope, the work, uh, the report of the Blue Zones, I think is going to give us, I think the term he used was rocket fuel, uh, but, uh, you know, a, a different frame to think about it more systemically. So, you know, we're very interested in a place-based approach. We're really interested in the interactive effects of education and housing and well-being and food and nutrition. And I think that Blue Zones will enable us to think about a conversation that engages folks who might not think that they have anything to do with health, and yet they do. And that might have to do with a lot of things about the built environment, might have to do a lot of things about a review of policies that uh, would enable health going forward, as opposed to an unintended consequence of inhibiting health. I think those are all things that I would hope that we'd be able to talk about. How do we make better use of our green space? How do we make better use of our social networks and and encourage that kind of opportunity. Uh, we know from some of our work in some neighborhoods that folks won't walk to church because they're a little nervous about walking on uh, safety on some of the neighborhood streets. Uh, they worry about their children playing in the playground because they're a little worried about safety. So those are conversations I think that we we are, as Dan said, we're going to have with or without Blue Zones, but it would be so helpful to have the context and framing of Blue Zones, plus the the learning from other communities across the country to think about how we how we address these things. So really, this is some added juice to really what's been your life's work. Yes, uh, sir. Yeah, interesting idea. Dan, uh, how do you think we'll do? I mean, I know it's hard to say, but you know, we're, we're not talking about genetics here. We're talking about what you're calling muscle fatigue in doing the right thing, correct? I think Allentown's going to do great. H- having done this a number of times, you need grassroots and grass tips. And, and I personally met with people on the front lines, people in the classroom, people in congregations, business owners, chamber owners, but also grass tips. The leader of the biggest employer, who's also the biggest healthcare provider in the region, delivering clinical excellence, but then also realizing that they're never going to get amazing outcomes if you know they, they give amazing clinical care, but then those people exit into you know, a crap environment. And not that downtown's a crap environment, but most American cities, the healthy choice is not the readily choice. So you got Lehigh Valley Health Network, you got an amazing mayor who, you know, I, I, I'm just learning about Allentown now, but Mayor Turk's vision for what's possible, he's bringing a whole new access to competency and in, in what's possible. He, he's, he bikes everywhere, he grows cherries, he lives down the street from elementary school and encourages kids to come and pick healthy produce off his property. He's he's going to, I think, lead with courage. All of these things tell me that Allentown is, is going to be very successful in this model. I loved what Ed said, which is engaging people that don't think that they're a part of the healthy 
uh, solution in the community. And he's exactly right. Our life radius model engages schools offering a healthy or uh, safe routes to school or walking school bus to school, uh, increasing physical activity amongst kids, engaging like a deli owner, a greasy spoon owner who might think that they're just here to serve up uh, huevos rancheros in the morning, but they have an opportunity to be celebrated and become part of a movement and be a Blue Zones approved greasy spoon, Blue Zones approved uh, diner. And what that means is they're going to do a few things that we know make the healthy choice, the more attractive choice, the easy, easy choice. I'll give you an example. You want to come in, you want to order a club sandwich, go ahead, order a club sandwich. But if it's a Blue Zones approved diner, the side will be fresh fruit instead of fries. Now, in this country, if you want fries, you can have your fries, but you got to send it back at this restaurant and say, no, I wanted fries instead of the fresh fruit. And guess what? Nobody sends it back. People just eat the fruit. And so you haven't changed their business model. You haven't uh, taken choices away from people. You're just changing some of the defaults. Now, imagine doing that to 25, 50% of uh, the restaurants, the grocery stores, the churches and synagogues and mosques, the employers. Each one has a whole menu of things that they can do for their their type of sector to make the healthy choice, the easy choice, then we're going to celebrate them. We're going to patronize them. And it just all starts to build this environmental effect where the healthy choice is, is the more accessible uh, and easy choice for everybody, no matter uh, what neighborhood they live in in Allentown. Dan, how long does it take to get some measurable results? For a city like the size of Allentown, uh, a little over 100,000 people. It's nine months to build the asset. So let's say we move forward. We're going to spend nine months in the foundation period, which is hiring people from the community that look like the community, that understand the community, that represent the different demographics of the community, training them with blue zones, making them blue zones experts around people, places, and policy, the life radius model bring in Gallup to do a baseline, baseline oversample of well-being. And we use well-being as our kind of North Star metric because uh, well-being, subjective well-being actually has objective outcomes. We know how you feel today and how you think life's going to turn out for you in the next year tends to be a self-fulfilling prophecy when it comes to well-being and health. And we can actually do a whole bunch of exciting modeling that comes from that. That will happen in the foundation period. A local steering committee will be formed in the foundation period that will help co-author the blueprint, the master document, the document that will make an Allentown Blue Zone project completely distinct and custom from Fort Worth or Beach Cities or Albert Lee or Florida. After nine months, we hit the pavement. We start the work. The team goes out and it's it's really a grassroots effort, uh, but also a strategic effort from the steering committee to get process outcomes for the first 12 months. Process outcomes is X number of employers, X number of, of faith-based, X number of restaurants, X number of schools, X number of policies, and then X number of individuals who get engaged around the Blue Zones programming and story and, and opportunities to engage like healthy food potlucks and cooking demonstrations and volunteering and purpose workshops. After the first 12 months of the transformation, you, you start to see the process outcomes start to yield behavior outcomes and measurable 
outcomes in, in well-being and other community uh, scorecard metrics. So half the scorecard's blue zones, half the scorecard is things that the community really wants to target that we think uh, can be causally improved by well-being. And so within four years, you should hit certification. And certification is just a recognition and a celebration that you, you've achieved not just process outcomes and, and marketing and notoriety, but actual uh, permanent and semi-permanent outcomes in well-being and population health, economic development, equity, health equity, and, and even some workforce metrics around productivity. All right. Ed, any final thoughts? I really appreciate Dan joining us this evening. Thanks, Dan, so much. Um, I think this is exciting work. Um, I think it's it's uh, giving a lot of uh, opportunity for folks in Allentown to think long and hard about this going forward. And I look forward to our future conversations. And thanks always, as always, Greg, for uh, all your support from WDIY to have these conversations. It's really important. Gentlemen, at this point, we're just about out of time. Dan, how do we learn more about Blue Zones and the help that's going to be available in our area? Uh, go to bluezones.com backslash Allentown, and you'll see a, a dedicated landing page for this Blue Zone effort. And then I would encourage you to reach out to Ed Meehan, Mary Turnell at Lehigh Valley Health Network, uh, Vicki at the mayor's office. These people uh, have been there since the beginning and are an incredible uh, source of insights into what's possible and what's currently being done. So if you want to get involved, those are your go-tos. Fantastic. I'd like to thank Dan Butner and, of course, Ed Meehan for another interesting edition of Health Beat. I'm your host, Greg Caponia, and you're listening to WDIY 88.1 FM. Have a great evening. If you enjoyed this program, please go to the WDIY website or app to share or become a WDIY member.